Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Premier League review. We can't call it the Premier League review, otherwise, we'd get done. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football to talk about the weekend's fixtures and where we go from here. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts when you are out and about. Andrew Pollard, the first game week of the Premier League is in the books. I smashed it. On fantasy football, you can still join the uh, What Culture Football Fantasy Football League. The link should be somewhere in the description. You can still catch up, trust me, especially if I'm doing well. Um, but anyway, let's talk about what happened at the weekend. There's only one place to start the seven goal thriller between Leeds and champions Liverpool. What a game that was. I mean, no good if you're a fan of defending, but a good game nonetheless. Yeah, it was. Everybody um, was kind of. I think one of the, the the biggest, well, the most intriguing points going into this opening weekend was how are Leeds going to do? And in terms of a litmus test, it doesn't really get much trickier than going to the home of the champions. Um, and they 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 give a really good account of themselves. Bielsa would clearly done his homework, which goes without saying. Um, but just they they exploited some weaknesses there in that Liverpool side, especially obviously at the back, the fact that it was four uh, three and. Yeah, I, I felt, to be honest, like, I felt that Leeds probably deserved a point out of it. Mm. Uh, there was the, the disallowed own goal, I guess, technically, a goal down there from Trent Alexander-Arnold. And you thought, like, that's it, Leeds, Leeds are back in this. But obviously that was uh, that was ruled out for an initial offside. Um, but no, it was, it was a great game to watch. Mo Salah uh, with an absolute beautiful second goal. Um, and, and Jack Harrison opening the scoring with a, a really a really nice strike cutting in from the left, showing that he has that quality, which people were wondering. He's one of those players where people are thinking, how is he going to step up to the Premier League? Obviously, on loan still for Manchester City. But um, yeah, Leeds gave a really good account of themselves. Patrick Bamford got a goal, which a lot of my Leeds supporting friends were... <laughs> They weren't fancying Bamford's chances in the Premier League, but it was uh, it was clever play for him. He, he just he mm. anticipated the village Van Dyke making a mistake, and Van Dyke made a mistake. Um, but no, it was it was a great game. It was a, a really good opening day fixture. Well, obviously, the the opening fixture was uh, Fulham and Arsenal, but yeah, it was, I'd say there's a lot of positives there for for Leeds. There's some positives for Liverpool, but also there's if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be a little bit concerned. Yes, exactly. I was very chuffed when I saw this result. It sort of I wasn't watching the game. I was away camping and I had sporadic signal and would just get series of messages people coming through and going, What is going on in this game? I predicted it was going to be four two in our Premier League preview podcast. Yep. I was pretty chuffed about that, but insane. What do you think that this means for, for both teams going forward then, as you sort of alluded to? Like Leeds have shown they can cut it amongst the big boys, and yeah. Liverpool, I suppose, if you want to look for positives, have shown they can do the classic win ugly but teams uh coming up against Liverpool have sort of been given a blueprint of potentially how to play against them and some hope for this season at least yeah it was um Leeds did that thing that a lot of teams 
are sometimes scared to do against Liverpool, especially in the last probably 18 months, two seasons, where Leeds played with no fear. They 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 went out at Liverpool. They weren't uh, they weren't intimidated by obviously a very good Liverpool team. Um, and so I think for both teams now, it's okay. You've from a, a Liverpool point of view, you've won ugly essentially. You've got the three points, which at this stage of the season it's all that matters. And with Leeds, yeah, you've lost, but you've put in a really good account of yourselves. Um, and so I think the next games are, are huge now. There, you've made these these two kind of marks in the sand now. For Leeds, they've got Fulham next, where mm. if they get a win in that, and then they can maybe go on a little bit of a run, then you think Leeds, that's half the fight when it comes to, to, to staying up at least. And with Liverpool, they've obviously got Chelsea the next game, which it's one thing winning ugly against a, a Leeds team who've just been promoted, but going to Chelsea, who a lot of people are tipping to be title contenders with Liverpool and Manchester City, that's that's a huge, huge, huge game uh, for well, for Chelsea and for Liverpool. So, yeah, I, I think it's it'll be interesting to see what comes next if, if both teams can carry on the momentum because it is, it is. I think Leeds, there is some momentum there to carry on from, well, to carry on with, even though they've lost. And so Fulham is almost a, a perfect game, really, I think, for them yeah, in, in that regard. Wait. Can't wait to preview both those games uh, ahead of next weekend. Uh, you talk about Fulham there. Though. Let's talk about the uh, Arsenal result, the first yeah. game. Albamiang, as we predicted, performing well, along with a whole host of other um, uh, Arsenal players, in particular Willian, of course, heavily involved mm. in the goals. Um, what do you reckon this means for Arsenal? Is this just you know a, a match you would expect them to win, or is this a, an indication they can perhaps, or their fans can, raise their expectations a little bit and? Maybe Arsenal make the top four this season. See, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a very boring middle-aged man now. But I don't know. I try not to get too carried away with results. And to me, I think that, yeah, I looked at this and it's one of those where you expected Arsenal to win. They did. They played well. Fulham, yeah, Fulham, they... It's one of those sides where you'd like to see Fulham do well, but they just they weren't in the game at all. They didn't start um, Mitrovic, which pissed me off so much. I really <laughs> side. Yeah, well, Arsenal didn't stop Eddie, didn't start Eddie Nketiah and and, and Osaka as well. So, and they were both in my fantasy football team. Both won on my bench, and then Eddie Nketiah gets on for the last three minutes. Like, nice one. Cheers, Mikel Arteta. Um, yeah, I, I think with Arsenal, I wouldn't get too carried away because it's a game that they're expected to win. But on the on the positive side of that, there's been so often in the last probably god three seasons where Arsenal have had games where they're expected to win and they mm. don't. So that it's a positive. They played well. And now it's a case of can, how, how they carry that on. But yeah, they did everything that was expected of them. They were very professional. They they always looked like a goal threat. They looked like they could have got a lot, a lot more than three, to be honest. And there was some some good performances across the, the board, I think. William, Will you talked about there. Um, I think it was the assist for all three goals. And just for, as a free transfer, great signing. Mm. Yeah, I, I believe they could sneak into the top four. And certainly, uh, you know, looking forward to next weekend, uh, the West Ham game. Feels like a feels like a, a definite potential for some lots more fantasy football points. Let's say, but yeah, I think Arsenal are my outside tip for the for the top four this season. Um, I mentioned West Ham there. I, I and I know you said you're not sort of the person to get carried away, but I got a lot of messages from Newcastle supporting friends over this weekend, basically saying, "Are we title contenders?" <laughs> I mean, they only won 2-0 uh, against West Ham United, but Callum Wilson got a goal for them. And, uh, you know, the mood around Newcastle surrounding this side has changed dramatically. Mike Ashley is now a hero, I think. I'm hearing he's getting the messy of lawyers so they can take on the Premier League or whatever. But what did you reckon to this result? You, you said uh, in our preview that you thought it was kind of going to go this way, but... 
essential to get points on the board, isn't it? And uh, many people already tipping Moyes to be potentially the first manager sacked in the Premier League. Yeah, or just um, walks out potentially. Yeah, yeah, all that um, crazy one with West Ham. But no, I, I actually predicted two 0 to Newcastle. So I'm that's my one thing I'm clinging on to this weekend after an abysmal fantasy football start for me. Um, but on the Newcastle front, as as title contenders, it's almost like we work for a company based in Newcastle. I work with a lot of Newcastle fans, and our our lovely, lovely, lovely editor Adam Nicholas is a Newcastle supporter. It's crazy, yeah. but a Newcastle United title contenders. Oh. No, <laughs> no, no. But they, that's, they, the bit, they, that's the bit where he's going to overdub you and just, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be like one of those old action movies where it'll just be, it'll be my voice. Well, it won't be my voice. It'll be my mouth. Or one of those really dodgy kind of adverts for like uh, toilet cleaners you see where the adverts from like Scandinavia, <laughs> but it's with like somebody with, a, I don't know, a, a, a Scouse accent just going, whatever we need to say on this. But no, yeah. uh, I think it was a really good performance from Newcastle. Yeah. Um, they, they, um, to me, I said in our preview, I thought it was a bigger game for West Ham than Newcastle because I think West Ham could be on the verge of some major problems if they don't have a good start. Um, with You talked about David Moyes might resign, might be fired. Um, they seem like they might have to... Well, they've already sold uh, some players off. There's talk of Declan Rice now. Chelsea might be coming back in for him with a, a firm offer. So th- it feels like there's always turmoil just around the corner uh, with West Ham. But also, likewise, with Newcastle, there always seems like there's turmoil these last few seasons around the corner. I thought it was a, a really positive start. I, I thought Manquillo looked great. Mm. Um, I was I was a little bit surprised by him. I thought Jeff Hendrick was fantastic. But I, oh, I'd, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of called that. I think that was a, a really good bit of business, getting him on a free transfer. Callum Wilson got a goal, which is all you can ask. And me and Nicholas were talking about this yesterday, actually, about big Andy Carroll looked like a player. It was, you don't want to get too carried away with him. But yeah, I, he, he looked he looked really impressive. And I think it benefits him having a Callum Wilson around him, having a, 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 a Ryan Fraser, just having Alan Sam Maximum all building around him rather than him having to be that focal point all the time. It can just be built around him and everybody else is buzzing around him. And I thought, yeah, Newcastle was a great result. And it's it's a positive start. There's talk of them making more signings as well. So who knows? Maybe it could be a good season for Newcastle. For title contenders, though, I think maybe getting a, a little carried away. Yeah, where they are on the table, and you know when Man United won the treble, they had York, Cole, Sheringham, and Solskjaer. Newcastle United have got Callum Wilson, Andy Carroll, Maximan, and Jolinton. There you go, and and McGee as well. Yeah, so if anything, better than Man United's treble. Uh, very quickly, you should mention the other game on Saturday. Palace 1-0 against Southampton. Um, a good result for Palace, but also really interestingly, I thought, uh, the use of VAR with the whole Kyle Walker-Peters uh, yeah. sending off being rescinded. I thought that was really good to see. Yeah, 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 it was. Because watching, as one of those sad people that watched every game live, pretty much, apart from one game this weekend, um, I, yeah, it's you watched it, you're thinking... That seems like a bit of a harsh red card. And fair play. I know that the referees this season have been encouraged to go over to the side of the pitch and to to have a look on their little monitors, which is what we were all crying out for last season. But they did it. And and fair play. I can't remember which referee it was, but they um, yeah, they rescinded the red card. And it was it was cool to see. And I think it was I mean, obviously it wasn't planned, but I think it was a, a nice bit of happenstance that this happened on the opening game of the well, the opening weekend of the season where we can see that right. This is what the, the rules are now, where they, it is going to be encouraged to go and look at these the, the, the pitch side monitors, and these these decisions can be overturned. Um, I mean, in, in the game, it didn't particularly help Southampton, 
but um, but yeah, it was good to see that. It was mm. it was a harsh red, and Palace looked Palace looked good. I was I'll be honest, I was disappointed with Southampton. Mm. Um, I, I really fancied him in this, but yeah, Wilfred Zaha was on it, and when Wilfred Zaha's on it, then it's he's a tricky player to stop. Um, how long he is on it, and how long he is at Crystal Palace, that remains to be seen because rumours again of Everton maybe on the horizon for him or. or a other club before the, the deadline comes in in early October, but yeah, great performance from Palace, good win from Palace. Zaha, really nice goal. He had a goal uh, disallowed for uh, offside just before his goal, which mm. was another nice finish. And so, yeah, it was it was a good win for Palace. Disappointing for Southampton, though. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, let's talk about Sunday and Monday's games. Uh, I picked him as a bit of a wild card for my fantasy football. So I didn't score that many points, but he was a noticeable in the Spurs game. Hammers Rodriguez uh, helping Everton get a 1-0 victory over Spurs. Just another exciting thing to look forward to in next season's all or nothing, potentially. Well, yes, <laughs> I, I'd love to see it because just Jose was not, he wasn't happy Jose. He was, uh, he was very grumpy Jose. He was saying about how lazy his attacking players were. Jose, he was, I need a, a new striker, Jose. That was what we got in the, in the post-match. Uh, but Everton, to their credit, Everton, I thought, were, were really good. In in spells, they looked really, really encouraging mm. if you're an Everton fan, especially the, the three new signings in midfield with uh, Dede Decore, Alan, and, and James Rodriguez, all just clicking. That was it. it, it was, there's always that thing of, like, how long is it going to take for a player to, to bed into a side, especially when you've got three of them all coming in. Um, all three look like they've been playing for Everton for a good few seasons. In fact, no, we don't. They've been playing for Everton for a good few seasons. They'd probably be cack by now. But <laughs> <laughs> they they all look really good. I was really, really impressed with Alan. He just did so much of the, um, I guess, the dirty work, where it was just he was always busy, always winning the ball, always just playing it simple, just doing things, doing minimal things really, really well, um, mm. which sometimes can go a bit unnoticed. Hammers was just a touch of class on the ball. Um, he just... His, his awareness and, and his technical ability 
he's shining through already in that one game. I mean, it could just be one one game as a blip, and then these could be awful by in a few months' time. But all three look good. Decore, there was one particular uh, tackle he made getting back on. I think it was Lucas Mora who just gone motoring through. And it seemed like he was clearly, it looked like he was clearing the way at goal, but Decore kind of came from nowhere and won the ball. And yeah, I think all three players really, really, um, the, yeah, the Everton fans have warned them already. And yeah. the goal from Dominic Calvert Lewin was yeah. a phenomenal header. Uh, very much, it's an easy, lazy cliche to make, but very much Duncan Ferguson sort of header. Um, it was, and a really good ball in from Luca Dini on, on the left side off a free kick. And yeah, it was, it was really, Everton, really positive all round. Jordan Pickford, whoo! He actually had a. To me, I thought he had a really good game. He kept coming confidently for a lot of uh, a lot of punches, a lot of balls, and he was he was getting good contact on them. A good few saves. His kicking was is always good, and his kicking was good. Mm. So yeah, all around it was it was positive for Everton. Spurs were were worrying. They just looked mm. they looked flat. They looked knackered already. Um, which I know there's been that quick turnaround of the preseason. I know a lot of the Spurs players have been away on international duty in, in the last week or two, but mm-hmm. they just they they looked uh, they didn't look sharp. They looked tired. They they look fatigued. They look not interested a lot of the time. Um, Deli Ali taken off at half time. Um, Harry Kane wasn't in the game. Um, yeah, Son had a few bright moments here and there, but all in all for Spurs, it was it wasn't a great day at the office. A big big game for them against Southampton next weekend. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, it's the first after the first weekend. I'm going to be making outlandish statements that I'm eventually going to backtrack on. But I have to say, judging by what I saw between Leicester and West Brom, I'd be very concerned if I was a West Brom fan. Yeah, um, West Brom and Fulham are the two teams that have come out this opening weekend being really concerned about. Now, whenever teams get promoted, there's always you expect them to be in that relegation dogfight at least mm-hmm. for the first season. It's it's rare that somebody comes up and does a Sheffield United, for example, last season. Um, obviously, Wolves did well when they came up, but that was they had some money behind them. But you, yeah, yeah I think of the three that come up, you thought Leeds, okay, they they might adapt well. It could click for them, and they could have. A relatively decent season, but yeah, West Brom and Fulham. I think everybody was worried about them going into the opening game of the season and coming out of the two games that they've, well, the, the one games each they played. And yeah, West Brom, they offer nothing against Leicester. Um, and Leicester, Leicester, I know obviously two of the goals from Jamie Vardy were penalties, but Leicester could have scored a few more. Um, yeah, I think they just West Brom were not at it. Um, they they lacked. They seemed to lack any real quality. They they got broken down too easy. The midfield was nowhere to be seen really. And I just. Yeah, uh, Sam Johnston did all right in goal, but other than that, I think, yeah, I think it, it's, I think it's, it's going to be a long, hard season for West Brom and, and also I think for Fulham. And I really, I really like what I saw from from Leicester City mm. um, because I, I even heard some fans over the weekend. I think it was on six oh six saying uh, that Brendan Rodgers was their favourite to be sacked first this season, and I. I get it. You know, they, they really fell off towards the end of last season and they dropped from a side that we've, as we talked about before, were, were second even at one point in the league to, to just missing out on the Champions League. But no, I, I believe they can do do really well. I don't necessarily think they are going to break the top four again. But with someone like Brendan Rodgers, who I'm a big, big fan, of, I have to say, so I'm slightly biased. I think I think they're going to they're going to hit the heights that are expected of them. Although, yes, they once won the Premier League. Let's not forget that. Uh, let's talk about last night's games. Uh, Chelsea, uh, much changed Chelsea, beating Brian and Hove Albion 3 1. Uh, Rich James getting a great goal in Oof, that game. What, yeah. what did you think of, of Frank Lampard's new look side? 
Um, they still didn't look great at the back, I'm going to be honest, with, starting with that. Obviously, they've still got Thiago Silva to come in. They've got Malang Sar to come in. Um, Aspilicueta to start on the bench. So they've, they, they've still got players to come in. Uh, ben Chilwell obviously wasn't fit. So basically, that, that back four could be completely different by, by in, in a couple of weeks' time, really. And Kepa clearly is not going to be number one in a couple of weeks' time, you'd imagine. He... Yeah, you're thinking. He's, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if maybe Lampard was going to start Willy Caballero, but then mm. he started Kepa and he did himself no favors, really. Um, yeah, I think his his time as first choice is slowly coming to an end. But other than that, I thought going forward, Chelsea looked very positive. I thought Timo Werner made some really good runs, very lively, which is what we'd expect from him. Really, he obviously won the penalty. I thought Jorginho really controlled it well in midfield, and Golo Kante, who talk bizarrely of maybe Chelsea being prepared to let him move on. Um, which baffles me right now. Mm. But uh, he was really good. I thought he was everywhere. Um, Reese James, uh, it's it's a tricky one. It was He scored a, a beautiful goal. Um, obviously took the corner that, that Zuma scored off. But I thought the first, I don't know, the first half really, he was a... He was a little bit all over the place. And I mean, Trossard was having a, a good game on the left for Brighton in that first half and, and exposed him a little bit. But... When you, you get an assist and when you get that sort of goal, then Reese James on the other side had a hell of a game going forward. But mm. yeah, lots of positives for Chelsea. Kai Havertz started, looked okay, um, didn't quite look at it just yet. But no. I mean, I think he's only been training with the club for since the end of last week. So I mean, there's a lot more to come from him. But yeah, it was it was it was it was professional for Chelsea. I think the fact that well, as well as Malang Sarr and. Ben Chilwell, Antiago Silva, Hakim Ziyech also wasn't playing. So you got four of the new signings that, yeah. that weren't in contention. So I think for this, it was the main thing was to get a win against a Brighton team that set up really well um, mm. and, and looked look solid the first half, I thought, at the back. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a very professional um, performance of Chelsea and, and that's what they need at this, start, well, this uh, period of the season, I think. And who knows, if he tries to replace Kepa as number one, maybe he'll just refuse. Uh, final game <laughs> we have to talk about is uh, Sheffield United, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolves sort of picking up where they left off, really. Yeah, a bit gutted on this one. I was, um, as somebody who, again, went hard on my Sheffield United players and my fantasy football team, I was I was rooting for them. Although, I think to me, as somebody that, that doesn't really have a dog in the Premier League fight, as it were, um, last season, Sheffield United and Wolves were probably the two teams I enjoyed watching the most. So it was a game I was looking forward to, but... Yeah, Sheffield United just didn't get going. And Wolves very much did. And I, I thought Wolves looked really sharp. Raul Jimenez was, was fantastic. Yeah. I thought Saiz had a really good game. Oh, they were both the goal scorers, but Saiz had a, a really good clearance off the line towards the end of the game. And and Connor Cody was just strong at the back. And Sheffield United, they, they pushed on a lot in the second half and had a few kind of, I guess you'd say, half chances. Um, John Fleck in the post. But it just, it always felt like, I don't know, it just, it felt like they weren't quite the Sheffield United we saw last season. And, and maybe it'll take them a few games to, to get up yeah. and running. I know after the restart, it seemed like that, that the first game or two after the restart, they, they didn't seem quite there. And, and, but once they got going again, then they hit their form and they looked great. And and I've said it before in our preview, I've got a lot of faith in Chris Wilder. So I'm sure Sheffield United will do really well this season again. But yeah, this this game, they, they, it was just Wolves, I, I thought, dominated a lot of the first half. And that really set the tone for the game, really. Especially when they went to up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, best team of the weekend... And Monday for you? Ooh, this is a tricky one. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I want to say Everton just because I I really enjoyed watching uh, watching the Hammers Rodriguez and Alan uh, and Decore and Calvert Lewin and Richarlison all linking up really really well. Mm. Richarlison, oh, he, he, the dude could have had a hat trick um, or at least two, or he could have set up Dominic Calvert Lewin for an open goal. But yeah, anyway, um, I'd probably go with Everton just because. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, obviously we've had Liverpool attacking-wise look great. Leeds gave a really good account of themselves. Yeah. Arsenal did what they needed to do. Chelsea did what they needed to do. Leicester the same. Um, Newcastle were great, and that was a big win for them. Um, I, but yeah, I think Everton, just because it was against the Spurs, and, and there's um, a lot of hope for Spurs to do something this season. And yeah, Spurs weren't great, but Everton started to win that game. And I just thought, just to see, I just really enjoyed watching those, the, the new lads coming into that side and linking up with Calvert-Lewin, linking up with Richarlison. And it just seemed like they, they clicked really, um, really well so early on. And yeah, I'm going to go with, with, with Everton. Just to rub salt into the wounds for Spurs fans, I'm going to go with Arsenal as my favourite team this weekend. Wow. Uh, because I just think that's a game that the the old Arsenal, not the old, old Arsenal, the Invincibles Arsenal, they're like, Oldish Arsenal would have definitely <laughs> stumbled uh, and, and and conceded goals in that one and looked vulnerable and you know drop points. Um, they just looked. It just made they made it look easy. Uh, as much as I want to give uh, my team the weekend to, to Newcastle, uh, I'm already pumping the brakes on that statement I made near the beginning. But anyway, let us know your thoughts uh, on everything that happened over the weekend in the comments section below. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We'll be doing videos uh, all about fantasy football tips for next weekend and of course previewing next weekend's fixtures in the coming few days you can uh, continue the conversation on twitter at whatculturefc where you can find both of us andrew where can people get you on twitter yeah you can get me at cultured left peg and you can find me and no doubt send me abuse at adam one uh, follow us all at whatculturefc and make sure you subscribe to what culture football for daily football podcasts if you want to listen to these when you are out and about but this has been the premier league review my thanks to andrew pollard thank you for joining us We'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.